hello, hello. Welcome, guys, to FM Rager. My name is Ned Gale, and tonight I am riding solo because my mate raged too hard, <laughs> I believe. So I'm going to go ahead and welcome in our guest today. Uh, today in studio, we have Mr. Austin Havikan. How are you doing today? I'm right, man. How are you? Doing fantastic. Feels good to be on the radio. Sitting in the seat that I don't normally sit in front of, so I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of switches, got a lot of knobs in front of me. It's very uh, stimulating and exciting, but I can't imagine as stimulating and as exciting as being a uh, as an astronaut. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean they have to do this kind of thing too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I imagine they're probably not just like thrown in front of it, but uh, I mean these this is about as many knobs and as many buttons as an astronaut has, right? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean. This, yeah, it's just about, it's one soundboard that gets them there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does a trick. That's most of space flight is just like trying to get good in the mix. It's yeah. a lot of yeah, EQing to get up into space. So how are you doing today? I'm all right. Good, good, good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. How was your weekend? Did you do um, some raging? I did some raging. You did some raging? Yeah. What kind of raging? You, you hang out? Well, I did some garage sailing. Garaging? <laughs> yeah. Garaging. Yeah, I had a garage sale. Very cool. Made very some cool. money. Uh, made some beer. Yeah, yeah, you saw you trade did some trading rather yeah, than some barter. selling. Yeah, and um, hung out with you yesterday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. We did the stacks last night over at Station Theater. A lot Theater. of fun. Yeah, yes, yeah. so we're basically going to be rehashing the same <laughs> show. <No. laughs> okay, so I'll also play Ruth. Yeah, and, and I'll, also... I'll play the the part of Josh. Okay, and then we'll both play the audience. Uh, okay, so let's play the audience right now. Okay, you guys are great. <laughs> you guys are so funny. You're so good. This is the best show we've ever seen. <laughs> Nah, they didn't say that. Well, I mean, they did in my heart. <laughs> which which was, uh, we didn't get to mic your heart last night. Yeah. And we should have done it tonight. Dang it. A stint. We should you know? have. Oh, crud. Okay, well, there's a reason we have you on tonight, as we did have you on the stacks last night, and it's because you're promoting a new film. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I do. Um, it's a, a short documentary that um, we independently produced. It's called uh, EVA 23. Uh, EVA stands for extravehicular activity, and that's essentially any work that's done on the outside of the space station. Mm -hmm. And so on this one, uh, there was an incident where Italian astronaut Luca Parmentano, his helmet started filling up with water, and they didn't really know what it was, and they were kind of trying to troubleshoot it, and eventually they decided for him that he should go back in. And when he did that, the water covered his eyes, his nose, got in his ears, Ugh. messed up his communication system. At the same time, the uh, station went on the opposite side of the Earth, so mm -hmm. it's uh, just in shadow, right? It's, yeah. It's like yeah. basically nighttime. Um, and he gets lost. There, There's a movie called Dark Waters where people are in waters in the dark, and that's horrifying. And this is the same thing, but with space on it. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. No thank you. <laughs> Absolutely not. And of course, uh, water in space doesn't work the same way as it does here. Right, not at all. Um, it's it's a lot more like almost like a hair gel, um, and it uh, because of surface tension, it kind of sticks to whatever it touches. Yeah, and it moves really easily. So, so it what, was literally just like encompassing his face to where there was nothing he could do. Pretty, yeah, I mean, he he could breathe through his mouth. Um, you know, he had that training to um, not you know inhale the water into his nose. He was right. able to like you know keep a a steady breath with uh, out of his mouth and he he, he survives we should say that yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, oh and by the way also this um 
uh, we didn't mention this last night, but this happened in 2013. Yeah, this is a fairly recent event. Yeah, uh, and actually, the fifth anniversary is next Tuesday. Holy and so we were we were going to try to have the premiere like on that, uh, you know, on that anniversary, but um, we thought a Saturday night would would be a little bit better than a Tuesday night. Yeah, I think that's a good time. I mean, yes, F and Rager is on this Tuesday, <laughs> and it's a fantastic time to have an event, especially for a party like that. But I understand not having Tuesday events. You know, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of the events I do are on Tuesday. That's, like, Tuesday is my Benchy, official like, comedy story night. Time. Yeah. yeah. F and Rager, yeah. then the fourth one. <laughs> the Moth. The Moth, yeah. I don't do that anymore, but... Uh, um, yeah, I used to I used to video for the moth video yeah. with uh, just for those you out there listening that don't know me. Um, I also do a lot of uh, yeah. I was gonna say you're a video man. Kind, yeah, <laughs> a video You're a vitamin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys have any questions for the video man, we have do have a phone line that's hot and ready for your calls at seven one three five two six eight seven three seven. Why don't you call in and ask us some film questions or space questions or space questions or Austin, maybe just yeah. how we're doing you know like i just feel like you know people should check up on each yeah other. just check in and then check out and listen to the radio yeah let's be fair <laughs> so how, how long have you been a video man um so i work for a company called space city films mm-hmm. we're based down in clear lake so we're about um a mile from what we call the gates so the, the nasa campus the pearly gates yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and or swirly gates galaxy wise i maybe. don't know yeah i started there a little over eight years ago nice so i've been there for a while yeah yeah but were you doing video stuff before space city films no i was uh, i taught high school taught high school mm-hmm. oh i didn't know that yeah oh actually no i did know that what, what, what subject did you teach um english photography and video nice yes yeah, very cool. very cool yeah like okay that. so you did still have a little bit of background in video mm-hmm. to an extent were you a photographer before then yeah nice and actually um when I was hired at Space City Films, it was to do mainly script writing and then some producing. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we would hire out uh, the camera work, the DP work, and then eventually, like I took that over. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the more you outsource that, you just bring it in, right? Like, right, like, guys, I can just do this. And by by small company, I mean that we are four people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where, uh, where's Phil tonight? <clears throat> Phil, uh, no, couldn't make it. Yeah, him and Connor are probably having dinner together. Man, son of a gun. (laughs) Now this is even worse. Man. (laughs) They're effing raging. They're effing raging while we're trying to effing rage. I think we're raging right now. This is a pretty solid rager. I'm angry. I'm just, I'm thinking about the rage that could have been. Man. Yeah. So so you've been doing video for a while now. Obviously, this isn't your first film. I've seen other documentaries you've done. Yeah. What, um... Are you are you more interested in documentaries or narratives or, or what? What is your fascination with the, the moving pictures? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like I like to do creative stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just uh, most of my friends are a lot funnier than I am, so <laughs> I'll make what they come up with or I'll help out. You know, and like like all the micro Yeah, stuff yeah, you've, you've done, done and, a lot of videos for us. Um, but uh, yeah, I documentary is kind of where my I'm I'm finding is where my heart is. Um, mm. I have a couple more I want to make, and um, for me, whatever happens with this is almost kind of like a litmus test. Yeah. So, like, if it does really well, then I can, you know, for my other ones, I can go uh, raise money and be like, "Look, I I did this, so yeah, I'll fund yeah. my next one." Yeah. This is this is like the big title under your belt. I would yeah, say. Well, yeah. I mean, you did shoot the Micro Satan tour documentary, which everyone is uh, ready to throw awards at. But right. Other than that, I think this just is just the, the raw winner. footage. Yeah, just the raw footage. <laughs> We've been submitting the raw footage to, to Tribeca. Yeah. And- Canis and they they keep saying Canis we use this and we're <laughs> like oh, come on 
Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, doc- documentary. It's yeah. Kind of my jam. Um, yeah. Have, have you worked on narrative film before? Yeah. Okay. Just, but with short stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. So this documentary is 25 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And I'd say it's, that's, we, we've done longer work uh, for hire. Yeah. But this is kind of like the, the longest kind of independently produced Yeah, yeah, this, this wasn't done. hired by anyone. You just found it. What, what, how did you find this project? So um, the the man who um, plays the like kind of quote unquote host or um, like narrator of the documentary, mm-hmm. his name is Chris Hansen. At the time, he was the leader of the Mishap Investigation Board. So whenever this incident happened, it was up to him. Um, he was empowered by the administrator at the time, Charlie Bolden, who was Obama's administrator, mm-hmm. NASA administrator, um, to figure out what this was and to or what happened, why it happened, and make sure it never happens again, but to make sure that everybody, uh, or as many people as possible, hear this story. Yeah. So... I saw a presentation that he did that was um, about 90 minutes long. It was very in depth. He went into all the science, like it was, and it was done in like a timeline manner, mm-hmm. which was um, originally how we were going to do the documentary. Um, but he, uh, I really, really was fascinated by the story, by how close he was to it, how much he knew, and um, so we approached him about adapting it into a documentary and he was all about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he is now the head of the EVA office. Um, wow. So he's like, uh, he's up there, he's able to like really help us out. We got a lot of good access. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you guys already, Space City Films already works with NASA yeah. on a lot of video work. So I guess you guys already have like a certain level of, uh, you do a lot of on-site filming, which yeah, is yeah. so insanely cool to me. Yeah. Like, what what is what is the coolest thing at the space center? I mean, um, man, the cool I, that's hard to say because there's so many different departments to NASA. Like, yeah, yeah, there's like the Earth sciences, there's the human kind of physiology stuff. Then mm-hmm. there's like you know the Rage deep Corridor. Space. That's where we yep. were built. Yeah, the, the uh, then there's like you know deep space telescopes. Mm-hmm. There's satellites. There, you know, there's all these different sections, and so each one kind of has their own their kind of own neat stuff. To yeah, it. but I'd say like. Right now, the coolest thing at Johnson Space Center in Houston is the James Webb Space Telescope because oh, they're doing the they're man. doing um, like acoustic testing. Yeah, yeah, I saw some photos from that, and it mm-hmm. looks it is the most sci-fi looking thing. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, and we have Robonaut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so with the James Webb Space Telescope, it, it's it's so crazy that um, if they just like had it here and they pointed it at the moon. Mm-hmm. And let's say there was like a, a dime on the moon, they'd be able to read it. Holy. That's how powerful crud. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and crazy that we've still never been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, I come up against that a lot. I'm, I'm sure like anyone that works with NASA, like when they just speak to the public, people love to be like, well, here's my theory, <laughs> which I love. Like I love to yeah, hear them out. Yeah. Um, uh, about the, the the moon landing or you know flat earther I've never met a flat earther I'm dying to I just oh love man to, guys if you're a flat earther please, yeah, please call, in. call in at 713-526-8737 uh, we would love to speak to you and get your uh, get your uh, yeah your, 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 your knowledge yeah yeah no educate me um, just the flat facts so uh, you know you mentioned Robonaut um, <laughs> one thing that's really funny is uh they release some animation of like what they want to use Robonaut for, which is um, doing this EVA work. So if there's something simple, they'd rather send the robot out than 
you know, they're an astronaut. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but what they want to do is give it these um, four big legs that have like little handhold hooks on them. Wait one second. I think we're getting a phone call. Oh, okay. We're going to pull this in real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, hello. Oop, let's try that again. Hello? Nope. <laughs> Can, I cannot hear you. Hello? Hello, how are you going? Are you getting this in your headphones right now, Austin? Nope. Here, we're having a, a quick little issue on this bad boy. Speak up real quick. Can I hear you? It's me, a flat earther. Who is this? A flat earther? Oh, yay. No, I'm just kidding. One time I met a flat earther outside at Natsuo, though. Whoa, what did, what did they say? <laughs> Apparently to get an, initiated into the Flat Earth Society... <laughs> They buy a globe and they make you stomp on it. This sounds like <laughs> like I'm a middle kidding. school like this is what happens when you do that like did did they how, how did you know they were a flat earther? Did they just like come up and tell you like hey just a heads up uh before I walk in here I have to let everyone know I'm a flat earther. No, uh I mean what happened? Some guy some guy was like seriously like yeah, I'm a flat earther. And then I was talking to this other guy who was like I am a flat earther, but what being a flat earther means is that you believe that you're being lied to by, you know, space people, (laughs) space experts. So maybe I'm not a flat earther, but I believe that there's more truth out there. So one guy was like, one guy was like totally like, yeah, the earth is flat. And the other one's like, the earth... May or may not be flat. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. So an earth truther rather than an earth yeah. uh, flat earther. Flat truther? Wait. Well, he's the guy that stepped on the globe. He's technically a flat earther because he got initiated. Oh, oh one uh, of them was not initiated. They did not step on the globe. Right. Hmm. Right. Doof. But he was more, uh, he was more about it. <laughs> I kind of want to step on a globe, not to become yeah. a flat earther, but that sounds yeah, well, really Well, you do exciting. instantly. Like, yeah. Uh, I'd be careful, then. What do, what do you think's inside a globe? Oh, Are those just lava. Hollow? Lava? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> One time, I accidentally dropped a decorative gourd at a West Elm <laughs> in Dallas, and it was just full of powder, oh. and it made this noise. It went like, Poof. and I was like, "Oh no, I can't afford this forty-dollar decorative gourd because I'm a college student." How did it and taste? Then I ran out. I'm sure, I'm sure it's something like that. You know, it's like powder. Yeah. So are you a flat gourder now? <laughs> I only like flat gourds in my casserole. <laughs> well, thanks so much for calling it. I think we're going to jump it back down. But uh, if anyone else has any more flat earth information, or if you have anything else you want to uh, say before you go, uh, please let us know for or against flat earthers. Against. Against flat earthers. Okay. Thank you so much. Hey, Bye. thanks for calling in. So I had never seen that show, uh, The Bachelorette. Yeah, Bachelor, where the woman is cho- chooses the the contestants. And I was watching this episode with my friend, just hanging out, and there was a guy on there that was a flat earther. And I was like, "Whoa, this show is great!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> "Whoa, this show's providing." <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of like when they always have like the the one kind of crazy one on American Idol or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, we were talking about the the space station. Uh, yesterday on the stacks and Ruth was bringing up how crazy it is for them all to be living together from so many different cultures yeah. and all together. Uh, when do you think 
I mean, this is definitely an Elon Musk kind of like uh, pathway of history. But when is the first in space uh, reality TV show going to happen? I mean, you can watch NASA TV. There's always a live stream. But we're talking about... Ten crazy <laughs> astronauts under one station roof. I'm not here to make friends. If it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to do science. I'm not here to contact life. <laughs> I think that would be great because that, 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 it puts us forward for so much. I mean, people can't splash wine into each other's faces in zero G. Oh, yeah. They splash wine and, and then, then it just kind of floats drown. there. Yeah. Or, or they drown. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's some effing raging in space. Yeah, totally. I mean, you could just open a beer pour it out and then just kind of fly through it i mean there's so many yeah i don't, different potentials I don't know if you could i don't know if you could take a beer up there because it's pressurized in a can like i oh. think it would i think on on launch it would explode or something it would. and it'd be really shaken up <laughs> which would be real tight dude yeah <laughs> i guess you could do a keg stand now that's pressurized as well you'd have to bring liquor um there's a rumor that the Russians bring vodka. Drew, oh. <laughs> yeah. So they have in rage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Do we, do you, your blood gets so much thinner up there. Like, would it take... I mean, maybe, you know, so a, a big <laughs> purpose, the main purpose of the station is to uh, study human physiology in space so that we can learn about, like, what happens to your vision, mm-hmm. what happens, to, you know, how do you stay fit? When you yeah, don't have yeah. gravity, you know, how do we study the human body so that when we are going to go and moon, Mars, beyond, or try to colonize or do whatever, we know, like, this is how you counteract, um, you know, macular degeneration. Mm-hmm. This is how you counteract, like, extreme weight loss. This is how, you know, your your bones thin a little bit. So you have to, like, really make sure that you, you know, uh do bone pills. <laughs> <laughs> do bone pills. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Affin Rager, where we're talking about doing bone pills. Doing bone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, like I, I would bet that when that that they have probably done blood tests on like what happens when you have alcohol. Yeah, there. they they must yeah. have. Yeah, had to have. Yeah, for science. Yeah, been drunk for science. I I would have to say that I imagine coming back from space back onto our uh, our original the OG gravity the OGG yeah if you will um. That's got to be the final hangover. There's no hangover oh, heavier yeah. than that. And they're 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 very like you you might you might have seen like uh, photos of like when they're removed from the the capsule. And, like, yeah, they, yeah. Like put blankets on them and they're like kind Just of like, weak. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also like the um, so the way that we get up there to a station and back mm-hmm. is by riding with the Russians. Mm-hmm. And so they have um, like their version of the space shuttle, which is called Soyuz. Soyuz? And Soyuz, like okay. S-O-Y-U-Z. Okay. And when um, when they come back, they land in Kazakhstan, and they land on the ground. So they have parachutes and stuff, and they have padding, but they still describe it like being in like a 40-mile-an-hour car crash. Holy moly. Yeah. Dude. And being weak, you know. Why? Why? Because <laughs> we, we land in the water. I'm, I'm sure that's not as comfortable. Like, I mean, it's got to be more comfortable than just landing on solid land, but well, I, mean, I, I guess there's not a lot of... Water. I, I guess there's it's not really a like a, a, a good place that they can do that. Maybe I, I think their navy isn't as advanced as ours. Yeah. Like we, uh, What's their trampoline technology? There's got to be something <laughs> over there. It's better than just it up, landing point. straight on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, there's parachutes to slow them, and then there's like yeah, I yeah. think these like this like padding that comes out on the bottom to help. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's just two guys down there with a blanket that are like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they have like a crew of firemen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just like try to drift to the left. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, do we already say that Lucas survives? Lucas says, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people have been waiting with bated breath. They're like, oh my gosh, does he live? Why are they goofing up there when there's a a man that's dead? No. Now, now there's there's a there's two astronauts that the, yeah. the documentary really follows. Uh, who, who's the other guy? So the other guy is an American astronaut. His name's Chris Cassidy, mm-hmm. and he's sort of considered like the most capable astronaut that we have in the core right now. Um, he's kind of like what, the, what do you mean by capable just like jack of all trades or? yeah yeah that and like um he's like he has like incredible like physical endurance he has a great mm-hmm. memory like um I, I don't know if i told this anecdote but when the first time we met them um phil my coworker who worked on this with me he offhandedly mentioned that he did some uh like uh on field instant replay work for the super bowl and when we when we went to film like maybe three or four months later, uh, he remembered that, and he's like, "Hey, you know, like, hey, did you work any more football games?" And blah blah. blah. Like, he's incredibly personable. He's incredibly intelligent, and so he's kind of like the story is told by three people. Yeah, it's uh, Chris Hansen, Luca, the astronaut that this happened to, and then Chris Cassidy, the American, mm-hmm. who is um, like this, you know, total uh, rock like rock star of an astronaut, and who's like. Uh, you know, was able to help Luca, was able to figure out that he was okay and like take care of everything. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like the three of them kind of uh, ping pong and tell this story. Man, man, oh man. So, what, yeah, while that was all happening, he's, uh, I know he was the one trying to kind of get in contact with them. I don't know, were they yeah. on the same, were they both doing work at the same time? I guess, what was he doing while he was out there? Like, they were, they were doing just some real, I don't know if you remember the very beginning of the documentary, but <laughs> they talk about like how boring the work can be. Yeah. You know, because they're out there for eight to 10 hours. <sighs> And they, they, you know, a lot of it's like very slow, very meticulous, like, okay, turn the wrench this much. Okay. Yeah. Now do like, so he was out there, um, uh, they were going to attach a new, um, onto the, one of the Russian nodes, they're going to attach a new piece of equipment. So they're just doing some work with cables. Yeah. And, um, one of the reasons he couldn't be more helpful is because while they're both tethered to the station, like they have these lines that, you know, if, if some, something happens, they let go or they're floating around, it'll slowly pull them back. Right. But their tethers go in different directions because when they came out the airlock, they went in two separate oh, directions. Man. So he couldn't go like with him yeah. to help unless yeah. he went all the way back and then like crawled all You'd the way back around. Flip all the way around. Ooh, yeah. man. So he couldn't go the opposite direction. Right. Yeah. yeah. Man, man, oh man. And then, so, so the, the spacesuits themselves, like, did, did they exactly figure out what to do about the water? I mean, yeah, this is the first time it's ever happened. Obviously, right, they've right. worked to fix that. So, it, what, what is it in the suit that caused that to happen? Because those suits are like crazy high tech. You were talking about, yeah, them yeah, they're, night. they're, they're insane. And, um, one, one conscious decision we had to kind of make in the documentary was to, not get too in the weeds on that. Right, right. Because otherwise it would just turn into like this incredibly complex like explanation yeah, um, yeah. of like how this very like specific piece works. But the, the documentary does a fantastic job, I should say. Thanks. That it, it is so extreme. I said it, the movie Dark Water earlier. It's an yeah. hour and a half film about people in dark water. Pretty boring, very suspenseful. Mm-hmm. This is thirty minutes. It yeah. is insanely it's so scary. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a horror movie where you're in the middle of space i mean not a horror movie it's a real thing that happened right, but you're right. in the middle of space with nothing and you're drowning in your own suit <laughs> so yeah. like it couldn't be more like close to you despite you being in nothingness like right and and again um you know it's not like he can reach up with his hand and and touch his face or right. wipe off or anything you know it, 
you can't open the the helmet you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do anything can't about do it except for <laughs> yeah. yeah um just. so yeah you know uh it was just um the little so on the on the spacesuit you know they have like kind of a white backpack looking thing mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. called a pliss mm-hmm. and that basically has like all the life support systems and stuff like that um so there's just like a small pump in there that um got jammed up with uh this like part particulate like aluminum silicate that came from a broken filter in Houston so like the like water that wasn't like purely yeah. clear yeah. had just like uh like really really tiny, tiny, tiny I mean that's bits. all it takes yeah and that jammed that would jam that jammed up the little holes and the water was able to go around these fan blades and start coming in. And so it was about, they, they say it was about a liter of water yeah. that got on his head. Man. At least it wasn't like Dr. Pepper or something. I mean, that yeah. would burn. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you couldn't just drink it because they didn't know what where it was coming from yeah. or what it was. And, yeah. and if you remember, they also talk about how they originally thought that it came from his drink bag that he has. Right. So in, in these suits, um, on their chest, they have this big bag. It has about, holds about a, a liter and a half of water. And they thought the water might be coming from there. So they mm-hmm. have him drink all of it, but it, then the water kept coming. Oh, he, he so drank all of his he water drank pack. all of it at once. And so there's still could, water flowing out. Yeah. So they're like, oh. Yeah, so it wasn't that. So, so you're you're working for eight to ten hours. They give you water to drink. Is there a food thing that happens in the spacesuit as well, or is mm-hmm. that just you protein up? Yeah, I guess they have a, a pretty yeah. spacey diet, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I've had their ice cream before, and I get it. I'm I'm completely full for days. Once you've had dip and dots, you're like pretty much done for the day. Yeah, that uh, could be like man, ten meals. I. It, I love that freeze-dried stuff. Yeah. Like, I get the Neapolitan ice cream. Like, Ooh. anytime I go Ooh. over there, you know, they have it, like, in the gift shop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I load up. Do you just give that for free, or you get to go? No, nah, I gotta pay for it. But they have a deal. I think it's, like, three for 12 bucks, but then I also get a discount, so it's not too okay, bad. Okay, so you get a little, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the best food over there besides ice cream? You get uh, that, like, freeze-dried chicken? Or? Well, no, I mean, they, they don't have that, but the... They, they, they do fruit they do like bananas they do okay. strawberries but it's really weird because like not only is the texture like completely mm-hmm. different but it's a lot like more flavorful it's like a lot richer for some yeah. reason i guess because it's like compacted the water i don't know yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah that as well yeah do they do I, I think breakfast club has a menu they're trying to put in there uh but still the line is so long even to get into space to eat it <laughs> yeah. chicken and waffles uh in a in a pill form yeah sign me up <laughs> if you were to make so the spacesuit's like it's pretty tricked out. It's got everything you would need uh, for space exploration. If you were to add anything to the spacesuit for your own personal use, what would you add? Um, hmm, good question. I think I would add some like butt fans first yeah. and foremost, just fans that Keep are constantly cool. on my butt. Yeah, yeah. Because I would just that thing needs to chill. Yeah. So yeah. like when you go to a swimming pool, do you like hang out by the vents? Yes. <laughs> yes that's why you are you're always in that one spot hey man i'm just chilling 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 um man what would i add probably uh just like a little container of gushers mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like they keep, it keeps feeding them to you yeah oh could you imagine if that broke and the gush goo was like that's how you drowned yeah you drown in gush well <laughs> If, okay. if I had an obituary that, that read died drowning in gush, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool, man, that'd when be, gush comes to shoves. Uh, that'd be uh, an effing good way to go. 
Now you made us watch this movie uh, while yeah. we were effing raging. Yeah, it was Fourth of July. Yeah, we were rained out, America about to drown on our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and after watching, uh, uh, what did we watch? Uh, the terrifying movie. Oh, Annihilation. Anni- oh my gosh! Can we talk about Annihilation? <laughs> sure. For a couple I, seconds. I will. I love. I love talking about Annihilation. Explain Annihilation real quick. Um. So, there's been this strange event. Right. Um. It's like a. It's almost like a big bubble is over this part of the. Uh, this like state park. Yeah. Completely so, changing the biology. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, Natalie Portman and uh, four other women go in. Um, almost on like a. D and D quest to to get to the to this lighthouse and to like see what's been happening. Yeah, several uh, groups of uh, military have gone in right. there, and this is a group of scientists who are like, right. "We've sent a lot of people in there. We need to just go ourselves." Right, and just, and an all women team. Yeah, because they they thought that it might. I don't know. Maybe it's like it just doesn't like men. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, but but going in, I mean, that movie horrifying. So many terrifying monsters. Yeah. We watched Eva after that because we're like, well, what, what do we what do we do next? Yeah, and you're like, let's watch the documentary. Yeah, like, let's I just guess do we, we got to do it before the interview. I think I was way more tense during that. <laughs> like, I saw a double headed thing just chomping on people, like yeah. dragging them by the neck. And this is still, I mean, we still have scientists going into the deep unknown, not knowing what to expect. Right, horrifying. And that's um, and, and I don't I don't think it being raged. Help me. <laughs> I think it maybe got me deep in my own head. Good. And and it, it made me horrified. <laughs> I don't know. I was not ready for it. <laughs> um Yeah, I I think just because it's it you you know it's real. You know, and like you you know that these these people go up and they risk their lives. Um Oh man, we got another call hey, coming. All right. It's coming in hot. Let's uh let's go over to the Alright, let's do it. Hello, hello, you are on the rage line. How goes it? Hey, it's Brenda. Hey, what's going on, Brenda? Hey. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. I just have a question. I was wondering if um, you had a choice and relatively the same amount of comfort, would you go into space or would you go into deep ocean? And who would you rather party with, aliens or deep sea monsters? Ooh, okay. So deep ocean versus space. I would I would go to space and hang out with sea monsters in space. Ooh. <laughs> a little combo there. <laughs> Find a little, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're both horrifying to me. I think I might be more scared of deep water than deep space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ocean has something called a um, I think it's called a blood sucking blood sucking vampire octopus squid. Whoa! What? Yeah. <laughs> Tell I'll us more. It. But it's blood red and it consumes blood. Nice. Oh, I guess that makes sense. They named it after the color and how much it sucks. <laughs> yeah, one you, you know, one thing that um, whenever I, I have these conversations with people, I ask them, like, would you go to space? Yeah. And yeah. it sounds like you wouldn't. I, I don't know. You you asked me that last night yeah. if I would go to Mars or not. And yeah. It's... It's horrifying. I guess I, it's, it's, they're both terrifying to me. I guess what comes down to it is just like, have we done it before? Yeah. Was it safe for everyone involved? Uh, did my mom agree to it? Yes, then I'm down. What about you, Brenda? Um, I love the ocean, and I'm terrified of it, so I think I'd rather go to the ocean because um, I heard we have only discovered about 7%, some very small number mm-hmm. of the animals in the deep ocean. Now, remember, we've only discovered, what, like point zero 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 one of the universe. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's so there's much more, more space. alien things I know I can find if I go 
down there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I guess either way, you're you're coming in contact with something that hasn't tried to make contact. So why Ooh. why are you doing that? <laughs> oh, now that you put it that way, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I would absolutely 100% take any chance I could to go up there. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, you know, when it becomes privatized, and if I get rich someday, then, you know, I'll take up Richard Branson on his uh, Virgin Galactic. Hey, make make a, what, two more documentaries, and then you should have, like, a trillion dollars? Yeah. Is that how video works? Yeah, especially documentaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big cash cow. Well, thanks so much, Brenda. Uh, before you go, i got to ask you, uh, flat earth or flat space? Flat what? What? Flat Earth or flat space? Which one do you believe in? Oh, um, I like holograms, so I'm going to go with flat space. Excellent, nice. excellent. Well, thanks so much for calling in, Brenda. Uh, I hope to uh, rage with you soon. Sweet. Later. <laughs> I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Ooh, phones are ringing off the hook today. That's good. That's fantastic. Man, yeah, underwater, deep sea. Are you, are you interested in deep sea stuff at all, or have you always been? Yeah, no, I I think it's cool. I just um just don't know much about it. Yeah, I mean, no one does my, know. Yeah. not even James Cameron. <laughs> uh, no, have, have you always been fascinated in space? Like growing up before doing video stuff, before all that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of grew up in it. Um, yeah, my, well, we uh, all did. Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant my uh, my my parents were really interested. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, his uh, minor was in um, like was in physics because he like to study space yeah. astrophysics, um, and so we've always kind of been around it. Um, and I've yeah, I've just always thought it was really cool. And you know, a lot of people, uh, it's scary, but we kind of f- feel like it's important to figure it out. Yeah, I think and, absolutely. Uh, and I think that like if I can do like just this one little bit to like help draw like just a little bit more attention to it then that's great um the nasa budget so if you imagine the entire u.s budget as a dollar mm-hmm. nasa takes half of a penny okay a so, penny if you will yeah uh-huh. so if we just doubled that to one to a full penny like think about how much more we could do yeah it, yeah I, th- I think it's it's our responsibilities as humans to continue to explore to I, I don't know what it is that drives us to explore. Is yeah. it survival? Is it is it just the the search for more intelligence? But uh, I think space exploration is pretty dang important, and it, and it's cool that you. So this documentary is going to be showing at NASA, and not just for the premiere, but it's going to continue. Yeah. So the premiere is on Saturday, July fourteenth. Okay, we'll save plugs for the end. It's at <laughs> it's at Space Center Houston. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like the public-facing visitor center of Johnson yeah. Space Center. Mm-hmm. Um, after the premiere, it will be on rotation for at least a year. So you can go and, like, if you if you go down there, which you, you really should, I, I always try to um, plug Space Center Houston a little bit, too, because they've really turned it around from what used to be kind of um, gimmicky or kind of like a, a theme park and now it's a lot more of a museum and science center yeah, yeah. and they have a huge focus on education oh, that's fantastic so you can go there you can see a bunch of a bunch of the artifacts that they have a bunch of the new exhibits and then while you're there pop in watch documentary yeah yeah, yeah. And they've got a couple of videos over there mm-hmm. uh, has, has your company worked on other videos that are over there right now oh, yeah or, yeah you've done a lot yeah, of work we've done them. a lot of their content oh that's fantastic yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I really haven't been to Space Center Houston in 
a decade at least. Yeah, like it's, it's you should really go back. It's I'm it's a lot different. Kind of excited to come back and check it out. And they have um, is the ball pit still good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, no more ball pit. They got oh, they got rid of the ball pit. Mm-hmm. I was telling you about that anime yesterday. They have the ball pit in the anime. Oh, man, I gotta watch that. <laughs> I'll have to let them know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, and and they're they're really pushing to expand the expand the facility get more artifacts get more mm-hmm. science they they built this new education facility back there that's really beautiful we've got, uh, shot a lot of stuff in there it's oh, awesome um yeah and they, they also have this really big push to bring in um kids from disadvantaged communities or kids that maybe uh even in other states or like that that don't have access to this kind of thing yeah. just to get them out of the classroom let them see what this stuff looks like in in real life and then also you know, we talk a lot about the astronauts, but it takes thousands and thousands of people to oh, do this yeah. in all different walks of life. Like you need artists, you need people that can sew, you need people that can prepare food, you need doctors, you need lawyers, you need, you know, marketing people. Well, it's, it's one of those things where you, you see these and you get to see mission control for like a brief second, see what's going on yeah. in there. And that, and that room's already like flooded with people. And then mm-hmm. it's just like. 10 times if not 30 if not 50 times that many people in mission control like working on all this stuff like it takes so many moving parts right yeah and so the while the astronauts are kind of like the 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 most visual the most iconic kind of the the celebrities of space exploration Mm -hmm. they 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 will always always if you ask them about it they will always deflect and say like well yeah but it's not really me like i'm just kind of the person that does the work it's all these other people that that yeah. schedule my time that you know tell me what to do all these specialists that are in my in my headset you know like i said like telling me exactly how to turn the wrench and all that stuff yeah there's a there's a popular saying that um an astronaut's time uh, does not belong to the astronaut when they're up there they it, it belongs to the american people because yeah. we're paying for it they work as the surrogate yeah that just transfers that yeah yeah and so um i mean they, they have free time right like that's mm-hmm. how they get to make uh, silly videos or that's how they play <laughs> music viral, or, yeah. yeah that kind of thing uh, or you know some of them are photographers yeah, uh, yeah. They, they spend time with that um, so they do have their free time but for the most part like they they live a, to a very very strict schedule man I didn't even think to ask this yesterday but so this whole event happens how much longer is he in space after that happens um <sighs> That's a really good question. Because they, they didn't just like fly him down right uh, afterwards. No, 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 like no, no, he's no, just still yeah. up there for yeah. the remainder of his time. And, and, and he was fine. And and also like one thing that comes across in the documentary, I, I hope, um, mm-hmm. but I can say for sure, is that he didn't want to come back down. Like he, oh, he was. He, he was wanted still to in. stay like, out there. Yeah, yeah. What, what he said several times, like I'm glad it happened to me and yeah. nobody else. Like he's yeah, yeah, and he's dedicated. So he, <laughs> yeah, and so actually, like uh, I've seen both of them recently, and they're they're both training to go back up. Oh, that's um, awesome. um, Cassidy's going to go back up and he has to do a repair on an alpha magnetic spectrometer and he described it like trying to go into a minivan from um, like the back door mm-hmm. and fixing something under the front passenger seat uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to like you know yeah, yeah. take stuff apart crawl in weird spaces and um, that's what that's actually what he was training for um when you see him in the neutral buoyancy laboratory like in the in the swimming pool yeah, yeah. um when we were hanging out with him then that, that he was training for that next mission have you been inside that pool before no no oh. i wish yeah i think everybody wishes yeah. they could be in it yeah uh yeah can you tell me about that facility real quick i've, I've had like yeah. the chance to go into it briefly but i it's so massive it's like huge. how deep is that thing 
Uh, 40 feet. 40 feet? So it, incredible. it's called the Sonny Carter Training Facility. Um, and inside uh, inside of the, the Sonny Carter building is what's called the Neutral Buoyancy Laboratory. Or for short, it's just called the MBL. It's, um, I think it's 40 feet deep, 100 feet across, and then 40 feet across the other way. And inside of it, it's not um, uh, built in the same um, order or the same like way that the station is built, but it has all of the components down there. So they, yeah. so there's basically a replica of the station underwater, and that lets them train and practice on what they're supposed to do in in a quote unquote weightless environment. Yeah, yeah. And this, that, I mean, just having the size of the equipment in front of you. I mean, I imagine that stuff. Like seeing it for the first time has got to be like, oh, that's not what that normally looks like yeah like uh but they also do you know they do vr simulations they do uh, all this other training they you yeah know, you were talking about the hololens yeah they have a hollow they have two hololenses up there and oh, did you see so it? I, and i did a video for that i don't know if you saw that one uh, i don't think so we, we were talking about hololens like a year ago and you you had mentioned that you were working with some video with that mm-hmm. but that is i i was a, a vr fanatic i got i bought yeah. the playstation vr when it first came out and it took me a week of using it that was like Oh, this isn't the future. <laughs> AR is the future. Yeah. And I, I think the HoloLens is so incredible. Yeah, it's like, really cool. Especially so so they use it for training purposes. Well they're as still well they're as, still developing it. They yeah. have it up there so that they can practice that stuff. But yeah. the the video that we did um was for a company called Exa Aerospace mm-hmm. and they wanted to make it to where like you, you input um like three D models of everything you need to do, like so like your soundboard. And then, like, stuff, like, appears in your field of vision that says, like, turn this or push this or whatever, just so that you can spend less time, like, flipping through a book, learning how to do it, and just yeah, put it's, that it's on. It's literally like it. a, a video game where it's like, grab this lever, and yeah. it's, like, lights up. And they also, you. they want to use it for, like, medical stuff, too. Like, you look at someone's arm, and it's like, take the blood sample here or whatever. Ugh, that's so cool. I, I wish we had one of those for here. It would just be like, turn your levels down, <laughs> and then just, like, slamming the dump button. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's going to be such a, a valuable movement into the future, just having that kind of technology. Yeah. Until it's embedded in our eyes, and then that's just right. all we see. And it's. When we're manufactured. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're just robots, and I'm looking forward to that. Robots are cool. Oh, yeah. I didn't finish my Robonaut story earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait. So check this out. So so you you and Robonaut are like thrown down. You're next to the train yard. We're just, raging. Just raging. Raging not. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh,. What they're going to do is they're building this um, set of like four like spider-like legs, and then they're going to attach Robonaut to the top yes. of those, so he can like <laughs> crawl around the outside of the station like a spider. Robonaut is already scary looking. <laughs> I know they, they gave him like a, a Greek or a Roman uh, Boba Fett helmet, yeah, and then tiny little camera eyes inside <laughs> that, so he already looks like freaky. Yeah, and him just having. He looks humanoid, and then just giant spider legs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, there's a couple other robots in that robotics department. I'm trying to remember. I, I was lucky enough. I took a some uh, alpha classes or whatever they're called, like a alternative learning classes in uh, middle school. Oh, I thought you meant like to like be like an alpha male. Yeah, that's like what it was. You. Yeah, it did not work out. <laughs> <laughs> I do radio. Uh, no, uh, uh, but it, it was, we took some like classes where we took some courses over there and they were cool enough to let us in. It was when they had just finished Robonaut. So I got to see like that's one, probably building 1.0. Yeah. Was it like a massive building? Yeah. Oh, it was humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's building nine and um, that scene when um, Luca's kind of like messing with the suit and they kind of like point at where the, the 
the thing was that that's building nine. Also. That's building nine. Okay. They have a they have a um, mockups of the um, space station modules, mm-hmm. and then they also have like the, the um, rover stuff. They have Robonaut. They have this thing called the Argos, which is um, like the suspension thing where they hang and it like it also simulates weightlessness. So they have Whoa. to kind of learn how to like grab stuff and not um, like accidentally push the wrong thing and like you know yeah get pushed away or whatever. <laughs> um, so that that's a really cool building. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And I think I, that's, I think all the buildings are really cool buildings. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, some of them are like you know administrative. Yeah. Or, yeah. There's there's not. Hey, anything. paper's cool, baby. <laughs> you seen these paper clips? It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a, and and actually that's a building that if if you do like a tram tour you can go see that one. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's incredible. Do you, do you have a favorite building over there? I mean, one that you like to jump into, or I mean, nine's pretty cool. I, yeah. I like historic mission control a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of a lot of beautiful footage of both historic and new. And uh, then mission um, control. there's a one called Building Sixteen. They have um, a bunch of uh, simulator stuff in there. They have a what's called a Sail Lab, um, shuttle avionics integration laboratory. And what is in there is like when they were doing the shuttle program, it's like a uh, it, it's actually like um, considered like a, a shuttle, even though it's like all in pieces. But yeah. They would they would run missions concurrently, and so like they would have the real shuttle launching. Then they also had people in this one doing the exact same thing, like in real time. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And 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 in that sail lab, they would also communicate with mission control, like mm-hmm. a secondary mission control. Yeah. So yeah. like there was overlap, and so that if something went went wrong or they had an issue, they could like test it in the sail lab and then make the change on the real shuttle. Whoa. And that's a really neat, we did, we did videos for them and like, it's just a really fascinating building and they have a lot of really cool, like other training, um, like mock-ups in there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they, they've pretty much just like built pretty much every little piece of the space station in kind of sections. Yeah. Like, not I mean, just space station, but the shuttles everything. And everything. They, the, yeah. Like, um, simulation is like, uh, um, absolutely critical to space exploration. Yeah, I can imagine. Because you have to know what's going to go wrong when you're on the ground, preferably. Yeah. Uh, unlike Luca. Yeah. Um, then, and know how to prepare for it. Yeah. You know, how many continue, how many layer levels of failure can you tolerate? And so, like, you have to have backup systems, but the more systems you add, the heavier stuff is. So you have to kind of balance risk versus, um, uh, cost yeah know? yeah man yeah that's a, that's a lot of uh evening things out just to yeah. make sure it all works out um now talking about problems in space i, I hate to bring this up but uh we got to talk about space bat oh You're man very passionate about space I am, bat I am. And, and i think this is a a good opportunity a good platform to talk about okay it. yeah did i actually before we before we get into it did i tell you that i, I got in trouble for no uh, what uh, happened so we were um doing a uh interview with the um the vampire the director <laughs> of the johnson space center so mm-hmm. like she was in charge of all of it. her name is ellen ochoa she's not there anymore but her name is ellen ochoa she's a three-time shuttle astronaut um we got done with the interview and i asked her about space bat oh no um as in like well, I mean, I asked my boss, Edge, and I was like, hey, I want to ask Ellen about uh, Space Bat when we interview her. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> and, but I, I think what he meant was like, yeah, like off camera. But I did it on camera. Oh, no. And so she's, uh, she was a little bit flustered. She answered it great, gracefully, graciously. And then at the end, it's like, don't ever use that. 
<laughs> so, um, so um, on STS one nineteen, March fifteenth, two thousand five, maybe. Um, they noticed a free tail bat was clinging onto the uh, the liquid rocket booster, which is the big orange one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, on the space shuttle. Yeah, yeah. And they noticed that there was a bat on there, but you can't delay like a multi-million dollar space mission because there's a, a bat. But they were able to somehow determine that it had a broken wing, and that's why it was clinging onto it. Ah. And so they didn't just send an intern out there with a broom. <laughs> God, God. <laughs> they uh they waited a while. I mean, they, they delayed it like just a little bit, you yeah, know, hoping yeah. it would fly off. You know, thinking that maybe like. Once the rumbling started, that you know it would, it it would fly off, but it, tail out. It didn't, um, and so Space Bat uh, got to pour one out for him. He raged. He raged into the. That is the, the truest heavens. rager of yeah. them all. Yeah, man. Oh man. Well, we're about reaching the end of our time. Uh, let's talk about the the film. So it's going to be premiering on the fourteenth. Yeah, uh, it'll stay there for for the next month for sure, and then maybe. More no, no, that. a year. Oh, for a year. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it'll wow, be there I'm for a year. That completely, and then hopefully longer after that. And then what we're trying to do is um, also get it into other science centers. Mm-hmm. So the deal we signed with them is that like they have the Houston exclusivity. Okay, but you know we're going to hit up the Ross Perot Museum in Dallas, like a couple awesome. other space centers and other science centers around the country. Yeah, yeah. And try to get them to have it too. Because is it is it going to be available online or anything, or is this? You yeah, yeah. So um, uh, NASA TV will air it. Oh, that's awesome. And when they do that, then everything that they air gets put online, so it'll also be online. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. And and that's just like NASA.TV or? Um, I think they moved everything onto archive.org. Oh, okay. Like there's like now a huge NASA section. For yeah, it. yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. they used to do it themselves. I do know that because yeah. they moved all those sounds there like a year ago. Yeah. And I've been cutting through those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's lots, of, there will be lots of ways to see it. And then um, I uh, I requested budget to pay for uh festival entry fees so awesome gonna try to do that see what it does you know maybe win like a little uh little ribbon or a participation i can't see why i wouldn't win certificate the biggest ribbon yeah. it's it's a fantastic film and Thank i really you. recommend everyone see it but don't watch it at night don't watch it no watch it that yeah when no you've been effing raging no rage and then go see it <laughs> it'll freak you out yeah yeah just know that it's intense in the in the best way possible and it's Thanks. extremely educational like i i think these kind of videos are important because it gets the next generation like amped mm-hmm. up. I mean, when you hear about space stuff, you're like a bunch of eggheads just <laughs> shooting themselves. Nerds. Off the, yeah. But like seeing something like that, like this is serious stuff. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like we are, we are pushing the bounds of what humans can do and it's, it's good that you're documenting it. Hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Is there uh, any last here. words you want to put on? Um, no, um, Phil, I miss you. I wish you were here. Connor. <laughs> I also miss you. I wish you were here. So maybe maybe the next one. Maybe the next one. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Uh-huh.